In this week's episode and the first episode of 2023, we're baking a space cake. Welcome to Bite Me, the show about edibles, where I help you take control of your high life. I'm your host and certified Ganger Marge, and I love helping cooks make safe and effective edibles at home. I'm so glad you're here, and thank you for joining me today. And welcome back, everyone. I took a bit of a hiatus over the holiday season, so I could spend some time with some friends and family. So I hope you enjoyed the Twas the Night Before Christmas and just my Happy New Year episode. Super short, but just a way to still stay connected and say, you know, hey, I hope you're enjoying great edibles during this holiday season. And I know I, for a fact, did enjoy some wonderful edibles. I didn't get as many made as I would have liked. But you know what? You know what the difference was this year? I had one of the most relaxing Christmases that I have had in recent memory. In fact, probably in my entire life. And I think what it was is just a more laissez-faire attitude Often for Christmas and the holiday season, I just want everything to be just right. And I can think of my mom in these situations. I'm like, good God, I'm becoming my mom. But my mom loved to put on these elaborate spreads with beautiful table settings and all the rest of it. And sometimes she created a lot of a pressure for herself by doing so, but we all did really appreciate it. And it's something she seemed to enjoy until the day of when she would get super stressed out sometimes. And the next thing you know, she'd be snapping at my dad over something and, and whatever. But I had a list of things that I wanted to do. And I have done Christmas dinners with lots of people. We used to do a big Christmas dinner with both sides of the family, all convening with aunts and uncles and extended family and all the rest of it. And some of these Christmas holiday dinners and parties uh, were stressful just because of the numbers of people and all the work that it entailed. Our Christmas celebrations have gotten decidedly smaller. But the thing that... I really focused on this year was to just fucking relax. It doesn't matter if it's not perfect. Who cares if I didn't get that last edible done? You know who doesn't care? Nobody. Nobody cares. The only person that usually cared was me. So I had a list of a bunch of edibles I wanted to make. I had a list of body care products I was wanting to make. I had a list of of food prep and things I wanted to have ready for the holidays. I got to most of it. But the stuff that I didn't get to, I just let it go. I was just like, whatever. It doesn't matter. I got some of the stuff done. And as a result, even though Christmas dinner didn't go as planned, and some of that stuff was completely, most of the stuff that didn't go as planned was completely outside of my control. We had some some family members that weren't able to make Christmas dinner on time and, and all the rest of it. And I just took that attitude of, it's okay. They'll show up when they show up and we'll welcome them. And this is sort of the attitude that I want to bring into the new year. Just let that shit go. We make some things so important that we stress ourselves out over it when it's so unnecessary. And I'm just trying to relax a little bit more this year. So 2023 is going to be the year that I just relax. Sometimes I think I've been so wound up for a lot of my life that it's just really freeing in a way. Now, that doesn't mean that there aren't things that I want to accomplish, things that I want to do, goals that I've set for myself, priorities that I want to make. Those are all there. But I'm just not going to be so hard on myself and not stress out as much if things don't go exactly the way I want or go according to plan. A lot of that will include this podcast, other projects I have going on, all the rest of it. 
So that was a long way of saying I'm super excited about the 2023 year. I have lots coming up that I want to do, things for this podcast, for the website, all kinds of stuff personally and otherwise. And I hope that you have some fun and exciting plans for 2023 as well. Now, to kick off this episode, before we get into the space cake, which I was super excited to share because this was a collaboration with MSNL Seed Bank based out of the UK. And that's what inspired this episode. But before we get into that, I'm going to kick off this episode with the latest review for the show. And this one was a really great one. Five stars. Love the show. I've been enjoying the podcast. I learned of you on HOHG and I love you there. And I have been listening to the podcast. And that one came from, I'm not really sure how to say this username, Gear Don Gigi. My apologies if I have mispronounced that, which I most likely have, based out of the United States. And for those of you who are unfamiliar with HOHG, they are referring to the High on Homegrown podcast that I appear on most Sunday afternoons. It's uh, recorded live, and there's a live chat on YouTube that you can check out and chat with the panel because I do this with several other several other uh, podcasters. And the episodes go out the following week. Now, I usually just make the Sunday one. They do a lot of interviews with some very interesting people. In fact, the first time that I discovered the High and Homegrown podcast is when they uh, asked me to appear on their show as a cannabis edibles expert, which of course I did. And I'm very grateful that I did because the rest is history. I really enjoy spending time with those guys on Sunday. And if you're interested at all in any kind of cannabis home cultivation, then that is a great show for you. They really go into it a lot more than I do in this particular podcast for the main reason is that I am using the end product to make wonderful edibles as opposed to focusing on the grow aspect. But growing is something that I do like to do as well. Though I am by no means an expert, I have surrounded myself with many expert people and can usually find answers to any of the queries and problems that I have through High on Homegrown and Percy's Grown as well, if you're interested in a forum. Now, Thank you for that review. And if you want to leave a review, I think you just have to scroll to the bottom of your podcast player or go to my website and you can easily leave a five-star rating or review because that really helps the show become discovered on the platforms. And that's really important for a small independent podcast like this one, because I am, of course, competing with the Joe Rogans and the Brene Browns and all these kinds of podcasters who are often putting out wonderful content, but they have giant audiences. I'm just starting from scratch, just talking about my favorite subject of cannabis edibles. And if you're listening to this, that must be a favorite subject of yours as well. So I have also decided for 2023, I'm going to issue the cannabis quote of the week for a new segment, Cannabis Fun Facts. And I found over time as I was doing these cannabis quotes, some of them were fantastic. But when you're looking for them online to see who's talking about weed, honestly, it's the same damn quotes over and over and over again. And it's pretty difficult to sometimes find interesting quotes by famous people about weed. You know, you have your Barack Obamas and your Martha Stewart's and all the rest of it. But then there's people who are just like, oh yeah, you know, once it's legal, I'll buy that shit. Or I don't know. There's just... it was often disappointing what I was finding out there. And maybe that just shows that we need to be elevating the conversation about cannabis so that I could have better quotes to pull for that segment. And until such time, I'm going to have to 
switch, switch it up. In fact, I just want to switch it up anyway and do something different. It's 2023. I'm trying to mark a whole year, new year and do things differently. So the cannabis fun fact, and I'm starting out with one that I discovered online, which I thought was very interesting as someone who also enjoys reading quite a bit. And this fun fact is that it is suspected. In fact, it's probably not even suspected anymore, but Shakespeare smoked pot. So there's often the argument that or, or that cannabis can make people very creative. And there is evidence now that Shakespeare, that famous playwright and poet that we're all familiar with, to be or not to be, was a fan of cannabis. Forensic technology has revealed that there was cannabis residue in the pipes found in his Stratford-upon-Avon garden. The forensic study used a specialized gas procedure that is known to be extremely sensitive to residue preserved in pipes, even if the residue is hundreds of years old. Of the studied clay tobacco pipes that came from Shakespeare's garden, four, four of them were found to contain traces of cannabis. So it's quite possible that Shakespeare was high when he wrote many of his literary works that are still considered relevant today. And obviously masterpieces. I don't know how many of you have read much Shakespeare. I do recall reading quite a bit of Shakespeare back in my university English class days. And it's kind of fun to think that he was high as shit when he wrote some of that stuff. So needless to say, cannabis doesn't make you dumb. In fact, some of the most intelligent people out there, aka Shakespeare in this particular example, use cannabis as a creative means to unleash some of the most well-known lines in English that we know today. So that is my fun fact of the week. Now let's get into making some space cake. So as I mentioned, I did this space cake. I made it over the holiday season, not once, but twice. The first time was because I was working with the Seed Bank MSNL Seeds and they were also the sponsors of my December giveaway for the newsletter subscribers. And if you're not sure what that is, head over to my website because I'm trying to have a new giveaway every month for the next 12 months. I'm going to see if I can pull it off. It's a thank you for any of those people who are listening or sorry, who are subscribing to the newsletter. I write those about once a month, sometimes twice. And this is a thank you for for reading the newsletter. And it's something fun to do in a way that I can give back to the readers of the newsletter. So you can check that out. I'm doing a new giveaway for the month of January. But they were wanting to have me do a space case space cake recipe for their blog over on their seed bank. And I have to say, I was pretty impressed with their service that they provided because of course I can't write something for a company that I don't know anything about. I don't want to recommend a seed bank if I've never used them myself. And so I said, Hey, would you be against sending me some seeds so I can see what your service is like? And I found they have a ton of selection on their website and the prices seemed pretty reasonable to me. And what really got me was their packaging. So when I got the package in the mail, which arrived relatively quickly, it was coming from overseas It came in a package with three toques in it. And I thought, well, that's pretty timely. It's, it's winter time here in Canada and you can always use an extra, extra few toques to keep on hand for those days where you want to change up your look, your winter look. But for the life of me, I couldn't find these fucking seeds in this hat, in any of the hats. I was like, I, I, 
they've got to be in here somewhere, but there's no note in the thing. Obviously, there's nothing to indicate that there were seeds in this package. And of course, if you've been listening to this podcast for a little bit, you may know that I live with my elderly mother-in-law and she was very fond of some of these toques and then asked if she could have one of them. There was three. I certainly didn't need them all. I said, sure. So she picked one of them out. Finally, I had to email them at the seed bank and say, look, I don't know what happened, but I think you might've forgotten to put the seeds in the package. I just can't find them. And they were very gracious and not making me look like an idiot by saying, oh, we cut the lining in one of the toques and slid the seeds inside the liner. And I mean, I was feeling up these toques. Like I've never felt any felt up anything in my life. Like I was really looking for these things. And I had a feeling that they must have been in there somewhere, but I just couldn't find them. And of course, when they emailed me that, I'm like, I am such an idiot. But I found the toque and it it happened to be the one that I gave to my mother-in-law. So she was the one wearing the toque with all the seeds in it. And lo and behold, there was a little hole cut in the top of the toque and I could slide my fingers in there and pull out little packets of seeds that they had sent. (laughs) That is my story. Uh, I think maybe that was a stoner moment of my own, whereas I could not find the seeds from the seed company that were sent to me. But alas, I have found them. And I've actually uh, sprouted some. I've germinated them. I've planted them. I started some seeds back in the middle of December, and they are a loving life right now. I've got a couple of under lights for a microgrow that I'm doing. And if you have questions about microgrows, I would suggest you check out my friend Temple Grower. He's got some great videos on those. And this guy grows like little microgrows that look like little baseball bats. It's incredible. I'm still working on getting that kind of result when I do my own microgrows, but I'm getting there. I actually upgraded a light not that long ago. So, you know, that definitely helps because they are looking very, very happy, much happier than they were before when my old light, I had it. And then it broke in the middle of a grow. And then, well, the results were just kind of average because it took a few days to get the better light in and I was MacGyvering stuff and blah, blah, blah. So anyway, microgrows are a, way to, are a good way to go if you want to grow. I'm trying to become my own poet, it appears, because they don't take up a lot of space, time, or energy. And for many of us, that is an important consideration because starting your own grow can sometimes result in all of those things. But I digress. We're here to talk about space cake So I made this space cake for the blog over on MSNL Seeds, and I will link to that because I thought they did a really good job of putting the article together. And I'll link to it in the show notes so you can check that out. Sort of like the first thing that I've done of that nature. So I was really happy to, to participate. And what I did, basically a space cake, for those of you who are unaware, is essentially a cake that's been infused with weed. So hence the space reference. There is nothing. You could pretty much take any kind of cake recipe and make it into a space cake. And I did a Blitztorte. I think I said that correctly, which is German for lightning cake, which is a nod to my German friend, Anna, who I adore. And I have been trying to learn German for the last little while. Ich habe lernen die Deutsch für drei Jahren. How did that sound? Probably grammatically horrible, but it's I'm taking it one step at a time. You'd think after that much time, I'd probably be better at it, but I am hoping to make my way to Germany at some point in the next little while. And when I get together with Anna 2023, the goal is to speak a little bit more German every time we meet. 
So that is another goal that I have for the new year. But the one thing that's so fantastic about this cake is, as it suggests, suggests Blitz Torta is lightning cake in reference to the speed in which it can come together. It comes together very quickly, and you can frost it or add nuts, sprinkle it with sugars or icing sugars or whatever the case might be. You have your choice. You don't necessarily have to frost it with anything. In the instances that I made it, I did frost it, and I frosted it with a CBD icing, and that was actually quite nice, although I have to admit the icing did have a bit of a, a weedy taste, which not everybody really appreciated as much as I did. But that's certainly an option. In fact, now that I think about it, you could also, like it's saying you could add not sprinkle it with sugars. You could maybe sprinkle it with a cannabis-infused sugar as well as a way to use that. But the nice thing about this is because you don't have to frost it. You can, you can infuse the cake. You could, and if you decide to frost it, frost it with an infused frosting. Or you could do both. If you're looking for that extra kick, you're somebody that has a higher tolerance, why not try both? Or you could also, alternatively, if you're serving it to people who may not want the THC effects or aren't interested in having it infused in any way, don't infuse the cake, infuse a frosting, and add the infused frosting onto it when you're ready to serve, depending on who you are serving it to. So there's so many versatile things you can do with this particular recipe, and that's why I love taking everyday civilian, I'm sitting here with air quotes, recipes and flipping them into recipes that you can infuse because there's often more than one way to do a thing, as we all know. And I have to admit, I made this one a second time. So the funny thing is they asked me to take some pictures of me making the, the cake and then I sent everything to them with the recipe and all the rest of that stuff. And then they came back to me and they said, hey, Marge, this is great. Would you have a picture of the cake with just you in it? Or sorry, just have a picture of the cake without you in it. And unfortunately, by the time they emailed me, I had eaten most of the cake and had to send them, I sent them some pictures of the, you know, a slice of it or what have you. But I ended up making it a second time over the holiday season because I enjoyed it so much. And I think this is one of the reasons why I have 10 holiday pounds to lose. I don't know about all of you, but oftentimes the holidays, I like to indulge a little bit and maybe, well, this wouldn't be the first year that I've overindulged a little bit, but I definitely probably ate most of both of those space cakes. So... It's versatile, all right, and I have zero regrets about the fact that I ate most of it. Zero regrets whatsoever. The lightning cake, or German Blitztorte, is a lemon-scented yellow cake. I actually, the second time I made it, decided to make a two-layer cake. I had some caramel frosting, or sorry, caramel, that I had made in my sous vide machine, actually, which is pretty cool because there is a method where you can take a can of sweetened condensed milk. I'll have to look this up and put it in the show notes because it's really quite genius. If you have a sous vide immersion circulator, you take a can of sweetened condensed milk or multiple cans. Uh, I actually did multiple cans, so I'd have the caramel on hand because I think you're probably sick of hearing how much I love caramel. But I am trying to eat, uh, I am trying to avoid sugar for the month of January because my sweet tooth has been getting out of control. So the second can will have to wait a little bit, but you put it in the water bath and you put it at a certain temperature, which is what I'll have to look up and you leave it for, depending on how long you leave it for, will dictate the consistency of the caramel when you 
when you open up that can of sweetened condensed milk. So if you leave it in for a little bit, it's going to be a little runnier. It gets really thick and dark if you leave it in for longer. But it's so genius because you just put it in the water bath, you leave it, and then you then you have a can of caramel when you're done. It's so simple to do. So I did the lightning cake with a layer of caramel in the middle, and I did two halves because it is a it is a dense lemon cake and you can put it in a little cake pan. So I just made two of them and they come together so easily. The only thing you need to prepare and plan for with this particular recipe is that all the ingredients need to be at room temperature. So all you stoners out there, if you want to make this, this isn't necessarily something you can do at the last second. It does come together very quickly, but you have to have that butter and the eggs and the lemon juice all at the room temperature so it's ready to go. But you probably have everything that you need on hand for this particular recipe. It calls for flour, baking powder, salt, butter, and if you're going the root, unsalted butter, or sorry, not unsalted butter, (laughs) infused butter, of course, or a ratio of the two, sugar, eggs, lemon zest, lemon juice. And that's about it. I mean, it has some options for like um, blanched almonds or other nuts or uh, sugar for the toppings if you want, but I didn't do any of that, but that's certainly an option that you can, you can exercise, but that's basically it. You're mixing together the wet ingredients. You mix together the dry ingredients. You slap them together. You put them in a greased pan, you throw them in the oven and voila, you've got a space cake. And then if, again, if you want to think ahead and do a frosting or whatever, that's an option too, but it does come together. In fact, you could probably put together this space cake in the time that you've listened to this episode. I suggest you give it a chance. Uh, it only takes 30 to 35 minutes to bake, and then you just let it cool, and it's delicious, as evidenced by my 10 pounds and two cakes that I almost predominantly uh, consumed alone. So that's it for this particular recipe this week. Check out the blog. I'll link to it in the show notes. I'll have the recipe, all that stuff for you as per usual. I'm super excited about 2023, as I mentioned, and I have some fun things coming up. I am going to be trying to do more health-focused recipes over the next little bit, just because it is the new year. And I know a lot of you are probably wanting to lose your own uh, 10 holiday pounds, possibly, or maybe not. Maybe you're just trying to clean up a diet or maybe... I don't know. This is what I want to do. And it's my show and I get to do what I want, but that's what I'm going to be looking at. And I know if you are thinking, you know what, I want to eat whatever the fuck I want to eat. I have no pounds to lose and quite happy with my diet. I just want my sweets. Then head on over to bitemepodcast.com because there's plenty of ideas for sweet, tasty recipes over on the recipes page, or you can just search for what you're looking for as well. And there's more than likely something on the website for you. So do not worry. But I am excited to be doing some more healthy, savory type recipes, because I know that when it comes to cannabis edibles, we often do focus on the sweets because it just seems like a natural thing. But Sometimes people like me need to rein in that sweet tooth because it gets a little out of hand from time to time. And again, I thank my my father for that. I don't know how many times he's told me that one of his favorite things is a glass of milk with a swirl of maple syrup mixed in. And I thought, good God, that is exactly why I have a sweet tooth. Sometimes, you know, the last few months, I think it started to happen once the especially once the time change happened. But once fall hit this year, it just seemed to be that I was just like, give me all them carbs. So 
kind of trying to something a little bit different. And I am very excited about some of the recipes I have coming up. So stay tuned for that. And I hope you enjoyed this episode, my friends. And if you did, please consider sharing it with somebody else that you think might enjoy it as well. And with that, again, just take a deep breath. Relax. Everything's going to be okay. And until next week, my friends, stay high.